happy summer to all our beautiful denim star sock stars out there. Morning once again from Socks and Sandals and Other Scandals Morning Cuppa with Emma and Billy. Hope everyone's having a lovely spring and getting ready for summer holes this year. Billy always gets me into summer mode early on, like the Canadians do, who once Victoria Day holiday long weekend hits summer drop from here on in so summertime it is folks let's shine on even more so after i was shocked to learn about following lovely holly tucker of holly's desk notes where after having a dream she noted that we are experiencing emotions all the time and that feelings are raw creativity but that you know isn't it funny how we don't Mm. recognize that we live in art constantly so holly went on to say that one of the most crucial things we can do for our human you know humankind Mm -hmm. is to keep championing creativity art and imagination that will you know inherently make us not only human but also part of planet earth folks so you know when it comes to the next generation we have to instill the importance of what makes us us you know this ability to dream and make whatever we visualize come true so which stems from having Mm -hmm. the confidence to think differently and isn't it that one of the most powerful things we can possess right bill Oh my gosh, right, OMs. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, when you sent me Holy Slank, Holy Smokes, I was shocked, just as shocked as, as you two at that mm-hmm. stat that, that, you know, she then went on to post that, you know, 40% fewer kids took wow. GCSE, you know, the general certificate that you guys have for secondary uh-huh, education yeah. art, like, you know, a back compared to back in 2010, right? Oh my gosh, right. I mean, well, I was just as shocked and appalled as Holly to see this stat. So thank you for Mm -hmm. sharing it, Holly. You know, like she went on to conclude, Mm -hmm. art is already a hugely, you know, underrated subject in terms of the skills that it gives children for later in life, along Mm -hmm. with the ability to think outside of the box, harness originality, as well as bring new ideas to the table and to problem solve. Yeah, and to problem solve. Well, yeah. And like Holly went on to say, you know, these are the skills we really need in the workplace now. I mean, right. as I've always really been there. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, if funding is taken away at this crucial age and then the curriculum is not prioritizing that, then we all have to, you know, step up, especially so mm-hmm. now that it's, it's going to become this even more important, you know, with this new era of artificial intelligence, which, mm-hmm. you know, we've all been talking about as, you know, we're going to need to work that muscle Uh, like Holly had said, even harder and, you know, look at uh, what it means to be human and to create, you know? Mm, It's definitely a hot topic, isn't it? I mean, absolutely. I mean, just the other day you sent me that BBC work-life article called Mm -hmm. The Jobs AI Won't Yet. (laughs) So, you know, we were talking AI like so many folks these days. Basically, the article sets out who will be safe for now from losing Mm -hmm their jobs to AI and who will not yeah yeah really relax 
relaxing topic, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. lovely. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so that, that was in March of 2023, a uh, report that Goldman Sachs put out that estimated that AI capable of content generation could do a quarter of all the work currently done by humans. Oh, my. And that, yeah, and then it went on to uh, say that Martin Ford in his book, Rule of the Robots, How Artificial Intelligence Will Transform Everything, uh, then he goes on to be even more dire and say that the report went on to further say that across the EU and the US, some 300 million jobs could be lost to automation. <laughs> war, war oh, my. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. luckily, it's not all bad news bears, though. As mm-hmm. Experts mm-hmm. add that there are still things AI isn't capable of, mm-hmm. tasks that involve distinctly, you know, human qualities, such as emotional intelligence, thinking outside of the box, and that moving into roles that center around those skills could help lessen the chances of being replaced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So forward, yeah, being replaced. So yeah, Ford goes on to say that he feels that, okay, so he's looking at it with these three categories that are going to be relatively protected in the future. And he mentions that the first one is, is uh, you know, the jobs that are genuinely creative. So folks mm-hmm. like you, Ems, I know situations where you're not doing the formulatic work or rearranging stuff, but are coming up with new ideas and building something new. So that's mm-hmm. safe zone number one. Mm-hmm. I mean, but remember, Bills, mm-hmm. even even for those creatives, us creators, it was noted that it doesn't necessarily mean all jobs are to be considered safe yeah, yeah, just yeah. because it's creative. In fact, he mentioned graphic design and visual art related roles may be the very first things to go with those dreaded basic algorithms, which mm-hmm. can direct a bot to analyze the millions and trillions of images mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. allowing AI to then master aesthetics instantaneously and build something new you know yeah yeah i know instantaneously so poof so but then uh there is some job security and other kinds of creativity in areas such as they mentioned science medicine Mm -hmm. law which are all you know great things Mm -hmm. uh for example people whose jobs it is to come up with new legal or business strategy and uh, Mm -hmm. ford felt that you know there's going to continue to be a place there for human beings still Right. I mean, the second category Mm -hmm. is jobs that require sophisticated interpersonal relationships. That is, he mentions, you know, for example, nurses, Mm -hmm. business consultants, investigative journalists, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. jobs where you need a very deep understanding of people. As he felt it will be a long time before AI has the ability to interact in those kinds of ways that really builds on relationships right oh my mm. so i mean yeah so so this is the area where we all start to think of hell never oh. hell nine thousand from 2001 uh-huh. you know space odyssey i mean really isn't right. it? i mean we're you know eventually yeah. ar starts to think for itself i know all of us kind of have those that flash in our minds we're you know uh we are assured that you know we are not at this point yet but you know uh it's the things that are, are moving so fast in the AI world that, um, Mm. you know, we could all agree that things have to start to be regulated, I think, at this point. Exactly. 
I mean, none of us, you know, ever want to be in that scenario anytime soon. You know, I mean, remember Dave saying to Hound 9000 when he was trying to get back inside the ship, open the pod bay doors, How? You know, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. You know, with Hound's zinger of a line that gave everyone chills. You know, although you took very thorough precautions in the pod against my hearing you, I could see your lips move. Move. I know. You know, I'm just chilling. Oh. And then, yeah, and then Hal's final word, I think it was, Hal, I won't, or I guess Dave, Hal, I won't argue with you anymore. Of course. Oh my it's all gosh. the worst case scenario. <laughs> it is. And, you know, Open and the then doors. the coop, yeah. And then mm-hmm. the coop did grace, mm-hmm. you know, the death blow. Yeah. Dave, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just killing. But then remember, Dave. You know, at the end of the movie, he's desperate, and you know, by this time, he's he's maneuvering to get back into the spaceship. And then from there, you know, he heads to the room that houses Hal 9000's brain, and then begins to shut down the the rogue AI computer from then on in. <laughs> oh my gosh! I remember. I mean, terrifying. Yeah. As Hal 9000, who's sensing what's yeah, happening, says, sensing. "Yeah, you know." He's sensing. He says, Dave, my mind is going. I can feel it. You know, I mean, holy smokes, Bills. I mean, who could forget that line, right? Mm -hmm. But yes, Mm -hmm. that's what we all think when we begin to venture into AI discussions. It can become very unnerving for sure. Yeah, I know, I know. And that, yeah, that was, you're right. That was the famous, famous line, right? And then now I'm thinking of what hell. And then he went on to start singing and, and was, you know, he was taught that song at the ever, at the end of the show about, uh, by his programmers, the Daisy Bell song, where it was just really eerie. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer, do I'm half crazy for, for all of the love for you. I mean, just, you know, it was just... And to think that was, what, 1968 they made that film? My goodness. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so for all the movie buffs out there, uh, 1968, Stanley Kubrick directing. Well, you know, let's let's at least get back to our our last and final safe zone. Speaking of Hell 9000 and coming in at number three M's, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, he wraps up by saying that the jobs that really require lots of mobility and dexterity as well as problem-solving ability is in unproductive environments are safe for now at least as well so yeah he gave it three categories yeah i mean so that's the trades Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. electricians plumbers welders you know what you what have you Mm -hmm. so you know the kind of jobs where you're dealing with a new situation all the time. Mm-hmm. This is probably the hardest of anything to automate, you know, we're told. So mm-hmm. basically, you would need a science fiction robot like Star Wars C-3PO to do all of these things. <laughs> to do all these things. But then, you know, but then once again, we're told that while humans will likely remain in the, in the jobs that fall within those three categories, it doesn't mean those professions are totally insulated from the rise of a either where you know they give that example that you and I read about the bank tellers and how mm. those jobs you know they still exist but mm-hmm. the tasks that they do uh, they were automated and then now they have the tellers you know who are more focused on connecting with the customers and you know introducing new products with uh, the focus on social skills 
Right. As it's mm-hmm. important to note that, you know, an advanced education or a high paying position is not a defense against AI takeover. Mm-hmm. So in many cases, Ford believes more educated workers are going to be threatened than least educated workers. Mm-hmm. While having mm-hmm. us think mm-hmm. of the person who works cleaning hotel rooms, you know, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it would be really hard to automate that job, wouldn't it? And Mm -hmm. that seeking roles in dynamic, shifting environments that include unpredictable tasks is a good way to starve off the job Mm -hmm. loss to AI, or at least Mm -hmm. for a while anyway. Yeah, I mean, at least for a while. Jeez, wizard Mm -hmm. groups. So essentially housework. Get your feather dusters out. Yeah. And your swiffers. I mean, when we think that homemakers, they never earned a dime for all their hard work over the years. And now with the age of AI descending upon us, it's kind of ironic. It's it's what will keep all of us in a job safety zone, you know, as far as being paid uh, employees and, and getting paid employment goes in our AI future. It's just so ironic. Yeah. For now. I mean, for now, as they keep saying. Yeah. So, you know, Bills, mm-hmm. this makes me think of the number one TED Talk of all time by the late British creativity expert Sir Ken Robinson, you know, back in 2006, called Do Schools Kill Creativity? Where Robinson argued that creativity is an important, you know, in education as literacy. It's just as important. So for him, children are born creative and have an extraordinary capacity for innovation and have no fear of making mistakes, Including that if you're not prepared to be wrong, you'll never come up with anything original. That is so true. I tell you. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And so exactly. And and like Picasso once said too, you know, he he felt the same way. All children are born artists. And then the problem is to remain an artist as we grow up. And just like Robinson, you know, he mentioned we get educated out of it. And, you know, I love that talk. He's so funny too. Like he could be a stand-up comedian where he's he's researched it. He's the top creativity expert in the world that, you know, Mm -hmm. throughout the world, at the top are mathematics and languages then the humanities at the bottom are the arts everywhere on earth and then in pretty much every system too so then there's this hierarchy within the arts you've got art and music are normally given the higher status in schools than drama and dance Mm -hmm. and then with the understanding that you know education system is predicated on the idea of you know academic ability and all came into being like to meet the needs of industrialization you know so true and like Robinson drives home Mm -hmm. you were probably steered away from things you know at school when you were a kid on the grounds that you would never get a job doing it you know Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so don't do music you're not going Mm -hmm. to be a musician musician. don't do art Mm -hmm. you won't be an artist you Mm -hmm. know Uh, yeah and he reported that and then and then so he went on to say and that was in 2006 that he felt in the next 30 years according Mm -hmm. to unesco more people worldwide will be graduating through education than since the beginning of history. So, you know, he's he's saying technology and its transformation effect on work and demography. Suddenly, you know, degrees aren't worth anything. It's a mm. process of, you know, academic inflation. And, mm. and then it indicates, you know, this whole structure of education is shifting and that we need to radically rethink our, our view of an intelligence. Oh, for sure. I mean, like mm-hmm. he says, curiosity is the engine of learning. Human Mm -hmm. life is inherently creative. Robinson makes an entertaining and 
and profoundly moving case for creating an education system that nurtures rather than undermines creativity. He shared a great story of a little girl who was in a drawing lesson and she was at the back drawing and the teacher said this girl hardly ever paid attention. And in this drawing lesson, she did. The teacher was fascinated. Mm -hmm. She went over to her and she said, what are you drawing? And the girl said, I'm drawing a picture of God. And the teacher said, but nobody knows what God looks like. And the girl said, they will in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Just love that. I love it. Isn't it? I, I just, just love really, it. That gives you goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, pure creativity and, and innocence. And then, yeah, so and so with school so focused on, you know, standardization and conformity, which can really stifle creativity and in- innovation, the number one safe zone according to Ford in our AI futures, uh, you know, that we're all considering. So why not more than ever, you know, revamp the system and continue to carry on what Robinson's revolution started in his life's work to, you know, revolutionize the educational system to focus on you know the nurturing creativity in, in schools I mean, I mean Emma I mean yeah I think this is where you just need to jump in and share with all your your followers how it was for you oh completely I mean mm-hmm. I mean my goodness I thrived on creativity from the word go so. if I wasn't out playing with my friends falling into Mm -hmm. streams or riding my bike. I was Mm -hmm. busy collecting anything I could find in my parents' house to constantly draw or make something sitting on Mm -hmm. my bedroom floor for hours on end, which Mm -hmm. I remember loving. So you could say I was actually recycling back then. But anyway, I was incredibly lucky in secondary Mm -hmm. school. Very, Mm -hmm. very lucky. Because my class form tutor, Miss Gale, was also the head of the art department and she realized the talent I had so she used to gain permission to take me out of certain lessons closing in on my GCSE exam for art to work on even more pieces where I truly thrive so my tutors thank goodness back Mm -hmm. then nurtured the creative mindset that I oozed so I soon by the age of 18 years of age became Mm -hmm. known for being able to come up with a creative solution for any design brief, whether it was textiles, mm-hmm. pottery, metalwork, fine art, and graphics design. So I'll tell you what happy days and happy memories. Wow, that is just amazing. So shine on, folks, shine on. And Emma, like if you had to give any piece of advice, you know, for inspiration for others out there who, you know, are thinking about getting into the creative arts and making it a living, uh, or even, you know, not a living, what, what would you have to say? I completely honestly agree with Ken if you're not prepared to Mm -hmm. be wrong you'll Mm -hmm. never come up with anything original it is through learning through play like Mm -hmm. with anything that if you are a true creative which there is Mm -hmm. so many beautiful creatives out there Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you're dreaming and you know almost we're we're reflecting back on sport here when I think of the brand Nike Mm -hmm. just do it just do it yeah. And I love that line as well, because also, you know, that's what I did with Denim Star, that mm-hmm. I have been dreaming this idea. I had this idea bubbling in my head. I just had to find all the components and connect them. So, yeah. you know, for those of you who have already listened to many of our podcasts, you know, you already know probably quite a bit about
about my fashion background and studies, but I can tell you from those early formative years was Mm -hmm. certainly the main springboard that got me to where I am today to dream and brainstorm my brand Denim Star. So leading me ultimately to my favorite form of design, which is taking something that is so practical as Mm -hmm. a must needed sartorial sock and giving it a twist, juxtaposing it into something unique as a denim colored sock to monochromatically style your favorite go-to jeans. So, you know, whatever you think might be a daft idea, it's actually not run with it. Experiment, Mm -hmm. do it, make mistakes and pivot. And ultimately it will carry you through to something really special and unique. That's my advice. Wow. Shine on Ems. Folks out there, yeah, just keep shining on and and taking those those chances. And like you say, pivots and uh, just being bold. Yeah, I think that's that's. Uh, what we need for the future and why not <laughs> we don't really have too much to lose when we know that hell 9000 might be lurking around over there <laughs> certainly will but also I think we should tell folks that you know do check out TED Talks because the technology entertainment and design which celebrates the gift of the human imagination and like Robinson challenged us all we -hmm. have to be careful now that we use this gift wisely and that the only way we'll do it is by seeing our creative capacities for the richness they are and seeing our children for the hope that they are so you know our task is to educate their whole being so they can face this future so you're right honey shine on folks i hope all of you lovely sock stars enjoyed our latest podcast of socks and sandals and other scandals morning cuppa with emma and billy with our new sockets edition as i mentioned before going forward we will be published once a month so keep an eye out on instagram and facebook for announcements of it going live thank you so much for joining us on this magical mystery sock tour If you liked it, give it a thumbs up, share it with your friends, and as always, don't forget to sock it to me and subscribe. And being the hosiery high priestess, as I always affirm, be the star you know you are. I'll talk to you guys later. Toodaloo, my lovely denim star sock stars. Until next time, bye.